0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. My name is Jan Gustafsson. I am being joined by my dear, dear friends, Peter Hein nielsen and Laurent Fressinet. We are all back in different parts of the world. I'm back home in my basement in Hamburg. Laurent is sitting somewhere in the French countryside playing, I guess, French championship. Laurent... Did you did you even go back home? Did you travel directly from India to the to the farm you're currently on? What's happening?
1: Yeah, exactly. Actually, I I traveled uh, the eleventh, twenty five hours travel from you know hotel to next place, and I went directly. I had no time to to go home, and uh, I played on the twelfth, the very next day, uh, the first round of uh, the French Championship, which is uh, a new new system this year, knockout. 16 players, and uh, you play uh, two classical games. If it's 1-1, then you go ahead with uh, The Rapid, Blitz, and Armageddon. So, so far, uh, so far, I do all my classical games. Uh, in the first round, I was playing uh, um, a good a good. I am a young I am with 2,500, and it, it was a tough match. Uh, I won only in The Rapid. And yesterday was kind of... At the time of recording, it was yesterday I played against Godzoli, who was in India as well, as a coach of the, the women's team. Uh Very strong player, obviously, uh, around 2,600. And, uh, well, I won in the Armageddon. Uh Well, that was just uh, a shame. Of uh, I played very poorly. We both played very poorly. I won the first rapid, he won the next two games. He won the second rapid, then he won the first blitz. Then it was just... I was busted in the, the last blitz, but uh, he, he gave me everything, and I won the Armageddon. So it was kind of uh, tough. Uh, so I'm in now in the semi-final and I will play my my old friend for for many years, uh, Mister Mister Bakro. So uh, let's see, uh, let's see, let's see tomorrow first classical game, uh, and after tomorrow second classical game, and maybe maybe tiebreaks. So yeah, I spoke. I spoke way too long, Peter. Hi, Peter. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I met you in Chennai no, quickly. No, no, it
2: should be... A... That was. Yeah, yeah, I
1: said hi and then I left uh,
2: immediately and you should be happy about that because uh, the moment uh, I came in at the door back in, in, in Lithuania, I, I tested positive. I, I felt bad on the way back. So basically, I said hi to my family and then I checked into a hotel. And uh, except for a few hours on my, my kid's birthday... Uh, a couple of days ago, I have basically been self-isolating since, uh, and uh, I felt crappily in the beginning. Now it's better, but I'm not fresh yet. So basically, while you're living the life, I'm just trying to cut myself. Oh, myself get I well,
0: think. get well soon. All the best. Um, thank,
2: thank I you. heard
0: yeah. there were quite a few cases of people that got back from from the chess Olympiad in India and then tested positive. I hope everybody. Will be fine. Maybe it also came a bit yeah, with
1: I'm, the territory. Sorry, no, no, nothing to do. I mean, like at some point, you know, I stopped to think during the last game, uh, and I heard some incredible uh, amount of coughing. You know, yeah, at yeah. the same time, I, the same. I mean, nothing you could do. Really, I mean, too many people, and uh, people are not. I'm the first one not really willing to to wear the, to wear the mask if it's not mandatory. So it's clear that uh, I don't know uh, how many percent got the, the COVID, but uh, yeah, I hope everybody got well. And uh, yeah, it's we, we have to live with it. I mean, that's my that's my take on it. Uh, we have to be a bit careful, but uh, <coughs> yeah, because, uh, I think we can do. In case you
0: were wondering, Laurent Fressinet is also a virologist. He's a chess grandmaster, <laughs> virologist. You yes. you can trust him. <laughs> um, Thank you.
1: I
2: mean, there is nothing that we can do. There's actually quite some things we yeah, can do.
1: Yeah, but w- when you are there in <laughs> India, we can wear, a, wear a mask. For I instance. mean, are we going to cancel the, the Bermuda part? I mean, we could come, I mean, just, it was possible not to make the, I okay, let's not can, get too crazy. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but of course <laughs> it was also, the rules were that if you tested positive, you should move, within India to a quarantine hotel and obviously you wouldn't be able to co- continue the Chess Olympiad, which makes sense, but I guess it also meant that in practice, not a single player of the Chess Olympiad tested once during the event, no, because uh, it's not something that you want, but yeah, I also had the same notion as Laurent on the last day, there was a, a lot more coughing, which yeah, it is what it is, I hope everybody will will be all right but to I be guess fair, was- I,
1: I, was, I was a bit coughing, I was not sure, I, did, I didn't think I had COVID, but I didn't test myself, I, I had to stay there like 10 more days, if you're tested positive, I mean, uh, okay, I, I thought I didn't have, but I didn't even make the test, I'm, and I, I know I'm not the only one, um, uh, because, uh, okay, that was just uh, too annoying.
2: I I also only tested when I was yeah. back, for instance, so I'm not not allowed to... To to more
0: or less on, on lower I'm a professional. I got that's, COVID that's two weeks before the Chess Olympiad, so I got it. I got it out of yeah. the way. Um, but yeah, obviously, it was around, and I guess it's. Uh,
2: to be f- to be fair, you came from another. I ah, yeah I right?
0: I might have gotten it at the closing ceremony of the Candidates Tournament in Madrid, where there were also a lot of reports, even high profile, you know, like Ding Rajabov of people that had potentially gotten COVID after that one yeah it's it's not supposed to be a COVID episode and I should mention (laughs) I was joking Laurent Frassini is not a virologist do not trust him Um, so let's maybe get back to the Olympiad I've been back home for I know five six days it feels like like a long long distance away already no Uzbekistan won the Olympiad with a very young team. Congratulations to them. They beat Germany the last time we recorded. I was still full of hope we were facing the Uzbeks next round. We lost two and a half, one and a half to Uzbekistan. Then we drew Peter's people later, the Lithuanians. And there was no recovery from any of that. Also lost to the young Indian team with Gukesh, Prague, Sarin in the last round. So disappointing. Finish for Germany. Laurent, how did you guys end up? I actually don't know you, how you did you, last round.
1: You finished 11th, right?
0: No, oh, we finished 11th. below that, I think. I don't want to like 17th or 18th, it was very, very ah, bad. Sport.
1: Okay, so we, we also drew this uh, surprising team of uh, Lithuania. Uh, actually, 2-2, we lost uh, the last two boats. I, I we did as well. Actually. Paulina's Pauline Vizios, uh, crashed yeah,
0: both yeah. our <laughs> tournaments.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pity <laughs> because uh, actually we had two games <laughs> left. And I was much better, but Lagarde didn't realize, and he was playing this guy, uh, pa- Pauliti uh, Nubius, or whatever his name is, with very good voice. <laughs> <players. laughs> and, uh, he could repeat the moves, but he, 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 he didn't have time to check my, my position, and he would have taken like a few minutes to, to calculate that I was, uh, I was winning.
2: <laughs> he just assumed that we were yeah, just, I, because yeah, yeah,
1: of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he thought it would be a draw. Uh, well, I, w- I was much better, uh, already, but, uh, that's a pity. And so we, while we spent, uh, most of the tournament in the top 10, we drew strong team as India, Netherlands, uh, um, well, some, another one from, from the top 10. So we had very, we all win rating points, uh, except, I think, for Mao he who is losing two, two points, but Moussa played incredibly well on first bar. He didn't lose a single game, won 15 points, and he now he's close to 2,700. So we played okay, but at the end of the day, uh, we made two draws in the last two rounds against Lithuania and Greece. And that's a disaster, so we finished 13th, which is obviously uh, not... Um, okay, we started 15th, so... I mean, it's not a disaster, but we, I felt uh, we deserve, uh, considering our, our rating performance, uh, we clearly deserve a bit more, we deserve a top 10, let's say. eights or nines would have been fair, I guess. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a good event. And as you said, uh, Uzbekistan was uh, really amazing. Moldova. Moldova came out of nowhere and beat England in the last round. And they finished fifth, I think, or sixth. I mean, just incredible. Yeah, thing. that was
0: also six, insane. Six, think, yeah. Our our guys, which maybe was a bad sign, they really wanted to play Moldova last round and then, then got the young Indians. But, yeah, Moldova, just, yeah, just amazing. I... I knew about this board one, um, Shitko, but I haven't heard about many of the other players, frankly, and to finish fifth in the Olympiad is just, yeah, just stunning.
1: Okay, uh, Amit I, uh, ah, yeah, of course, he's been around, of yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, actually uh, not true. And he won the last game against yeah. Max Shane, which, uh, I mean, uh, won the match. Yeah, this guy, Shitko... Uh, Well, I I didn't see uh, many of his games, to be be fair. But I saw he drew drew Magnus uh, in round, um, I think it was round 10. uh, When they beat Norway. Um, And then he drew Adams. uh, So, well, he's probably a a very very strong strong player. Um, Yeah, another surprise. Actually, I'm talking about Norway, but Norway finished 59th. Uh, which is a disaster. Uh, I, I could see, I actually I was sharing the same hotel than, than Norway and I could see they were like uh, uh, depressed uh, uh, during the, the, the second part of the event. I mean like everything was going uh, bad, but at the end of the tournament they were kind of relieved. Uh, I mean, it felt to me that they were kind of relieved that it was over.
2: Yeah, Norway is a strange result. They were actually seated third. Yeah. I mean, basically, seemed unimaginable it could end up like this. And I mean, it was not like Magnus was not doing particularly bad. He lost a bit of rating because, because of a couple of draws in the end, but uh, he was doing fine. While in early Olympiads, he's actually done pretty badly. Here he did well, but the rest of the team just collapsed. Yeah. And, uh,
1: that
2: was a very difficult and to predict. They even brought Hammer. Yeah, right? and the,
1: the funny part, I was mocking a bit, uh, Magnus, for that. Uh, they, they played in all two at some point. Uh which is kind really? of I mean forward champion. Uh, uh you play in hole two. I mean I didn't even I, I don't e i still don't know. I mean I will never know where was that hole, I mean like <laughs> that's really uh, not uh I mean getting close to it already is kind of very very bad sign. Yeah, I was also never there, which I still find sad. I didn't see seventy
0: five percent of the chess Olympiad, yeah. other than the Bermuda party. But Peter was of course was- there. Peter during his extensive talks with volunteers, meeting everybody at the Chess Olympia during his one and a half hour visit, he he stopped by. But having said all this, Peter, I think it was great that you went to India and that you also came to visit the playing hall. I know it was yeah, a big a big trip on short notice where you also had to put up, I guess, your own money. So I'm I'm happy you came there. I hope it was worth your time and efforts.
2: Very much. I mean, it was, uh, I think, I mean, it looked like a greatly organized Olympiad where also people really enjoyed being there. And, uh, well, you can mock me for, for tweeting with the Indian uh, volunteers, but I will still say that, I mean, they were impressive to me. I mean, for instance, in my hotel, I mean, well, it's always nice to be recognized, but you get sort of quite specific uh, questions about the 2008 World Championship match and such. I mean, it seemed like to to become a volunteer, you had to go through a thorough application process. Simply, there had too many who was willing to volunteer. So, basically, they were selecting people uh, of, due to interest in, in chess. And it basically gives away how big uh, a country is, uh, of India is that you can get that many volunteers who actually also. Is yeah, I agree. They were
0: in incredibly well informed. Like, I was asked by plenty of volunteers about the Chicken Chess Club or about commentary. Or is Laurent actually friendly in real life, or is he always like that? Like a lot of these questions <laughs> were were coming up, which was which yeah, was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I fully agree with that.
1: Yeah, uh, I can, yeah, uh, I agree with you guys, and uh, yeah, I'm not so. Actually, um, I-, I discussed it with. Uh, I mean, I to-, to come back to the winners. Is it a real uh, surprise, uh, this Uzbek team? I thought they were part of... They were, they were seated number 14th. We were playing the first match close to them, and I thought, okay, uh, I mean, they are probably uh, much better than us. I, I think they were one of these dark horse yeah. uh, in, in the Olympiad.
0: I think people rated them higher than number 14th, like along with India too, which I'm not sure where they were seated, I guess around 10th, 11th as well. And you knew, you knew these teams could be tough. But I would say anybody winning not named U.S. is a yeah. massive surprise in itself because we all thought that the U.S. team with their, whatever, 2770 average and four out of the world's I know, top 13 would just dominate the tournament. That didn't happen. And also, I think we talked about it even at halftime last episode. It never looked that way. It was never like they were cruising and then they got unlucky. They were just, yeah, having legit battles with these other teams, with these young teams. And it it wasn't enough in the end. So so, so
1: what's the plan then now for US? They have to, to buy more... I think they have to get younger players. I think nerds? that's the way. Get Gukesh
0: up to Satorov. Like the team that needs to get younger. Keimer stays.
1: Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Keimer uh, uh, yeah. stays, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, how was your your coaching experience, by the way? I mean, like, uh, Jan, did you enjoy the the process with the young kids? Because you used to to coach the Netherlands, which um, which was different, I guess. A little different. I mean, it's always
0: somewhat similar. I don't want to bore you with my day, but yeah, you you end up being sort of busy most of the day, especially if you decide to stay in the playing hall for. Um, five hours until the match is over, We well, you don't have that much to do. But actually, I kind of enjoyed it. I feel like being there and showing very limited moral support makes a little difference. And also, it was nice because in our hotel, there wasn't much going on there in the playing hall. At least I could catch up with whoever I was talking to, Smitsy boy, Van Veli, back so, Hansen. We could discuss Danish chess politics and Peter's, Peter's Twitter and so on. So you get to talk to some... To some people, while yeah, there was that. Um back to the question, of yeah, course wait, so
1: it's good. Yeah, just just one question about your, your your captaining, and you said that you had nothing to do uh, during the games, which is actually completely true, except uh, bringing uh, yeah, bring drinks, drinks is the only way. But you what, what, do you what, what do we think about this? I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's a bit stupid. These regulations that you cannot you cannot talk at all to your captain. I mean, like. This yes, no stuff like uh, the, my opponent is offering a draw, can I take it? I thought it was fine. I mean, I, the captains are really useless now. Yeah, but you still, you. I guess you want to have somebody
0: there just to, to, I don't know. It's very hard to measure moral support or in case there's a, a protest. I don't know. I never felt these draw offers, yes, no, decide yourself was a very important factor. And I guess they did it to make really sure no one gets any electronic info, which is impossible to get as a captain because you can't leave the playing hall and you just hand in all your stuff anyway. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's clear that the role of team captain that sits there, joins the team, brings drinks, hands in the lineup and so on is somewhat different from the role of... Opening theoretician, strategist. Maybe in the future, I, I'm not sure. This is realistic for chess? This could become a a two man job, and teams will will get even bigger. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but yeah, it's it's. You have these five five hour windows where you you don't do a lot of talking. All of a sudden during the day, that's for sure. Peter, you were serious. you were long- da- sorry, good.
1: I, I sorry. I, how long are you? Your, your team meeting in the evening.
0: And the official part is like five minutes. It's just me announcing in a very undemocratic fashion who will play next game.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah. You, you ask?
2: But, but you have uh, yeah. dictatorial powers, right? I mean, no, I asked for those before, committed. not yeah,
0: yeah. just because I'm so power hungry, but because I'm I'm a bit traumatized from the old days when I had very tough whining competitions, who gets the rest day? in the German team and they took all my energy like even and when I didn't get that rest day um, it was rough no but I I never wanted these team meetings to, to last an hour when guys are tired anyway so I want everybody to know quickly if they're playing or not I don't think there's that much value in these big debates like who gets black who gets white who's feeling more tired I think to to get out of the way quickly is good but then usually we would continue hanging out usually we were playing cards before that and uh, I would have my laptop, and we'd have a look at the opponents, or sometimes I would have a very quick look before announcing announcing the lineup because you want to look at the openings and some potential pairings and so on. So usually the official part would be five minutes, but then we'd stick around for another hour talking about opening stuff and who could help whom, things like that.
1: <laughs> okay. Now just to check if it's working like... Uh... The same way, I mean, like, in every, I mean, like, for instance, uh, in France, I mean, okay, we have the same, let's say, with uh, the the men's team or the women's team. They have longer, um, they have longer team meeting, like, he's talking about the games, what went wrong and so on. Yeah, I never thought
0: there was that much value in it. I'm curious, like, uh, do you guys talk about the match or in an official manner about, like, what went wrong and what could be improved? I always thought first of all mostly players know but secondly it also distracts from the task at hand. And usually you get the pairings at I don't know ten thirty maybe maybe sometimes yeah. a bit earlier. But then yeah, yeah I don't know. You don't wanna waste people's time too much. Of course you could do that beforehand. Yeah. I wasn't sure.
1: We would of course no, talk like about what talk. went wrong with like, the like. match at dinner, but not in an like an official team meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I like to complain in official meetings that I'm incredibly tired. But, uh, yeah, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I have to change my, my tricks. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, uh, you, we wanted to ask something to Peter. Maybe we should, we should let Peter talk. I mean, poor Peter. No, Peter was making
0: faces, but
1: I'm used to no. making faces when you talk. Yeah, so
0: yeah. it makes me very nervous when he's doing it while, while I talk as well. Well, what do you got, Peter?
2: No, I would l- like to point out that well, it's a common theme that sort of uh, people waste, uh, you know, energy on, uh, let's say, arguing at team meetings. And I generally agree, but uh, I haven't seen it transform into better results. I mean, for instance, well, you complain about your time at the Germany. No, you know, no, I'm uh, not complaining.
0: Sort of, I'm just saying uh, yeah, that we had longer debates and I always thought it's... Exactly. But
2: you actually became European champions. It's the same in Denmark that, well, we also thought that in some years we were complaining a lot and fighting internally. But we actually did pretty well. Uh, I don't think there is necessarily a correlation, but I'm just pointing out too that. Uh, well, this idea of complete harmony is not necessarily working. But um, well, what I would like to also, of course, mainly debate is Uzbekistan and the Bermuda Party Gambit. I thought that's a, a very educative.
0: Uh, to spot. get back to the thing with complete harmony, yeah, I'm also unsure about it, but I don't don't know a better way. I think that's still what you're striving for. Yeah, me neither. With the me team. And, and as the captain, not complete harmony, but you don't want to encourage arguments and people, yeah, fighting. Mm-hmm.
1: When, when we won no. in 2011, we didn't have long team meetings as far as I recall. There wasn't that no, much talking going on. No, but I mean, it on. makes sense team meetings like to choose who will be black, for instance. What are you going to play tomorrow? Like, let's say what, let's say the let's check the repertoire and so on. We don't do it. I, I'm not sure it's, if it's a mistake or not, but, uh, <coughs> I mean, like, sometimes you feel more comfortable against 1e4, one 1d4, one or I don't know, maybe you have no sync in the, the Catalan, let's say, or, uh, or King's Indian or whatever. And that I would actually, uh, to me, uh, check the games of the opponent before, beforehand. That could make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was doing that when I felt it made sense. And then when there was time, often there wasn't time also because the setting wasn't so easy, but I would check with, the players one on one if they're fine, whatever. Getting a second ah. black or playing against that guy, so you don't have to do it in a group setting where it then becomes a yeah <clears throat> a debate or well, not necessarily a debate, but to, yeah, so, 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 sounds um, very logical. But yeah, clearly the results weren't weren't in in my favor. I I don't know if there is a a correlation to success with any of this stuff. No, but let's get to the. Uzbek Bermuda Gambit, Ivan Sokolov, their coach, said they were very excited to go, but he said, boys, boys, I wasn't born yesterday, there is a small problem, I was your age once, I know that if you go, it will be out of control, so you can't go. I'm not i am not sure that's exactly what I said, paraphrasing. First of all, <laughs>
1: actually, <more> <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: The Bermuda Party. Well, this was announced many a time. Was 18 plus. So after a team can't go to begin with. No, nori back up to Satorov is 17. For
1: three is I don't know 16. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I know are Yeah, but some of them, no. I mean, I, I don't know how old are they, but uh, yeah, uh, some of them couldn't go. Yeah, it was 18 plus. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, I met actually Ivan just uh, right before. Uh, uh, going to, to Bermuda party. And he was kind of, uh, I could feel, he explained to me exactly the same what he said in the interview. And that would be the first time for him to skip. Actually, the Bermuda party, I could see he was, he was a bit jealous. Uh, but, uh, that's, uh. It worked. Yeah. Show some, some dedication. Um, yeah, no, it worked, it worked, uh, it worked well. And he showed the example. So, um, yeah, no, he, he showed actually, I was, also in the same hotel as and he showed uh, full dedication, even during the match. I mean, he was there, like, uh, watching all games and looking... Uh, yeah, yeah, looking very angry, looking not shaking angry. not shaking my hand yeah. as the opponent's captain, just, ah! They yeah. were ready to go, you could see. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, in a way, we couldn't leave the hotel, uh, as we mentioned, so this Bermuda party was a great uh, social event, so I, I don't... I, I don't regret... Uh, Not playing the Bermuda uh, Gambit. I've never played the Bermuda Gambit. We have, we never did.
0: Peter, he's employed it many a time.
1: For for me,
2: well, it's natural. I don't really enjoy the Bermuda party. I just uh, stay at home uh, instead. But, I mean, I do also think that... uh, a considerable amount uh, of alcohol uh, in your body will take several days to completely get out of the system, and will uh, lower your performance. And this, obviously, I have been, I've been trying to state from years without uh, getting a lot of uh, traction. So, so I'm very happy to see that uh, someone uh,
1: employed. No, did
0: you drink drink any alcohol at the party? I, I never saw no, you with no, any drink. Never, never. never.
1: I had uh, water. I uh, had this no, clean, never. clean substance in my glass. How, How does it work? work? Uh, mojito is. <laughs> Alcohol-free, all right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. alcohol-free.
2: No, but I, I mean, some has made this point that, you know, let's say in other sports, they might do it as well. But, you know, they are professional athletes. They are top-trained bodies. Well, Luang I mean, well, you start your day with uh, two cigarettes and a, and a baguette, right? I mean, you, we cannot compare ourselves with the Olympic athletes in that sense, is my impression. Yes, yes. Ah, so ah, so you would say well. Olympic athletes I mean, that, have
0: better training at... Absorbing alcohol than Laurent Fressinet?
2: <laughs> no, but their bodies are more I'm, fit. I'm for actually
1: it. more spotty yeah. than what you would think. But uh...
2: hmm. I agree, and to to be fair, at some point I saw a tweet with a picture of you. I thought, okay, you know, for someone your age, you look actually very. Oh, looks healthy, amazing! So. Look yeah. at
1: the guy. Yeah. No doubt. Ah, oh, thank, you yeah. thank, you, thank yeah, you. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... I mean, you probably did. Uh, Probably did well at Bermuda Party as ah, well.
1: Let's no, so, uh, no, no. not. Uh, what, what, man. what happens at the Bermuda Party uh, stays at the Bermuda Party. with don't. those
0: uh,
2: yeah, who uh, stay away from. We can't Bermuda spend party. every episode talking about so.
0: the three hours we spent at the Bermuda Party. We sound too desperate. We all lead rich social lives outside of the Bermuda Party. So let's get to some other important <laughs> chicken chess club topics. David Howell, our different David Howell. First of all, congratulations. Won the board prize. I think the best performance with, I don't know, seven and a half of <coughs> eight, something sick. But we wouldn't be the chicken chest club. If we didn't notice, he set out the last three rounds to, I thought he was maybe sick, but apparently it was also to make sure he gets the board prize. Do we just say, congratulations, well played, that's how you do it? Or do we say, that is the most important rounds. So you're in great shape. You should have played. What's the take there?
2: Um, I will jump yeah. in and say that the rules are wrong So Topski should have made it better you, We cannot have a system where You actually are rewarded for not playing
1: Yeah Yeah, but he did it Yeah, no, oh, I agree But uh, I think he did it He admitted it Actually, I congratulated him the, 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 the last day He told me I did it the chicken way Then I checked it And I was amazed I mean, that was amazing Amazing chicken-ness So I wanted to nomate, nominate him as a the chicken of the week because okay it's a team event come on um i mean you should play uh i mean if he would have played against moldova maybe it would have been a top 10 for for england and uh, i always find this a bit weird to to play for individual medals in a in the team competition so yeah i think it's just uh and i'm very surprised that his teammates uh was happy with that because some guys playing well. He has seven and a half out of eight. I mean, bench him. It's weird.
0: And also, it's a no disrespect to their board five. who I think had a good event, Ravi Haria. But it's a steep rating drop off between him, who's I think two five oh five 2510 something like that, and David who's two six I don't know sixty or two six fifty. But that's on the low side for him, and clearly he played much better in the event. I do understand as a chicken, of course, that once you you have this board prize and you know you have it with 7.5 out of 8. It can also affect your play if you continue playing and you're a bit worried about ruining your performance. So I I don't know what a better system is, but I kind of agree that it feels wrong to be rewarded. And you've seen it not just with David, but I think it's very common to sit out at least the last round or the last two rounds for people trying to make sure they win a board prize. It doesn't feel right. Um, how can we fix it, Peter?
2: yeah that is uh no i would rather just uh, keep complaining if it's okay by you no i will say it actually makes sense for england i mean well you talk they could get in top 10 which is nice but let's say by well da- david winning gold but also winning the overall best rating performance prize i mean you fixed a headline i mean this is going to be the story in your country you can put it in the front page of your magazine and such from a pr perspective it makes perfect sense and uh While the Olympiad is, of course, primarily a team event, these things also. I mean, remember all the traction France got when, uh, well, Laurent won the gold medal and such, right? I mean, uh, you know, it makes sense to create some very... I do. Uh, I mean, I I was uh, I was sitting in the stands. I was filming it with my phone but and you, putting it online. But so, you are the only one to do it, that. Yeah.
1: But that's uh, our friendship. Ma-
2: maybe, but uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, in my in my social circle, it was big. I guarantee you, uh, we we all three li- liked it a lot. And uh, I mean, no, I I get the point. And uh, again, it shouldn't necessarily be like that. But it's not easy. Well, in football, it's easy. You just count the number of goals. You could argue you just count the number of points, but it uh, also has some. It's also frustrating
0: if you're a good cash and you, you score sir, whatever. I don't even know who won on board one, but you score against nine and a half out of eleven against top opposition, and then someone has ten out of eleven against weaker opposition. Uh-huh. You also feel wrong, right?
2: I, I understand. I mean, well, the the old story is uh, I'm old enough to have played the Olympiad, where I think uh, Kasparov refused to get. Um, Uh, the silver medal around his neck because someone had a higher percentage than him. He just took it in his hand and uh, smiled and, uh, you know, there there was no, I mean, earlier it was just purely points and then some quite weaker, uh, uh, rather say lower-rated players would win. Now they made it rated performance, but this has this uh, downside. There's no very obvious way of making a very good system. Uh, It becomes a bit like tiebreak
0: systems. It's very easy to point to the faults
2: uh, and uh, and, uh, well, we will always do that. I gave it some thought in
0: the last 30 seconds. And I actually okay. think total number of points is nice. It's a team tournament, so it's not that important, the individual medals. And it also encourages the Olympic spirit a little bit, that if you do great for your country, even if there might be stronger players than you, that you can win, win something. That's not, yeah, it's not the team competition, but an in Olympic individual medal, it's still big. So... I kind of like like I li- the I like the it a little it. bit as well. I, I kind of agree, just a uh, number of points that
2: it. And if you choose to rest, well you limit your chances for medal. That's just like at the
0: very least it encourages everybody to play as know. much as possible.
2: Yeah. hmm Anyway, long you wouldn't have you would have less gold medals if so. But I uh, have only
1: one, so yeah. please. No, actually I was I mean uh, the the funny part, I mean the funny part in Baku. Uh, I I was really sick uh, the first day so I didn't play like I played only two games in the first five and then suddenly you know after sickness sometimes you you feel a new you know new form new energy and then it came back and I started winning all my games which was weird Uh, but and at the end I was very surprised uh, to get the gold medal (laughs) actually to the pixel I mean I didn't even think about it because I only played 8 games and I made a huge score but still I mean I, my my team I, I mean, my, my opposition was because we, we did badly uh, at least at the start at the end Baku was one of our best results we finished 8 but really I mean like we won the 3 last matches uh, so we came from nowhere so I didn't beat anyone uh, anyone very very strong any 2600 I, I didn't beat so that was a bit of a weird <laughs> medal but just to remind us, how many twenty six hundreds did you beat in Mind Games twenty twelve? I, I did any not uh, zero. I drew all the No I didn't play any. They were not. It's not a tournament for twenty six hundred. No, twenty seven hundreds. Sorry, sorry. Twenty seven hundreds? Oof, I don't know. I, I didn't count. I beat <laughs> Well, I think we will do
2: a 10-year... Anniversary, yeah? Let's Remember do an episode. episode
0: Seriously, let's do it. Just revisiting Mind Games 2012. We go through yes. every round, like how Laurent felt before the game, what, what the standings were. Like, that's a great episode. Let's so do it. Much. Yeah, it's going to happen. In December, um, December. To yeah. wrap up the Olympia uh, power, maybe not wrap up, I don't know. But I wanted to get Peter's take, because I know, Peter, that now you're very committed to, to Fide and Sotovsky and so on. But the Danish Chess Federation is an old love of yours. And I saw Very much that so. Suneberg Hansen, he resigned after the Olympiad. I read his article translated from Danish. My Danish is not that good. There was some criticism of the lack of, I think, employees or structure in the Danish Chess Federation. He also criticized himself. It sounded like he forgot to hand in the, the lineup one day, which is always your number one worry as a coach i would always in panic check at 945 if i really did hand it in the night before because such a nightmare which i'm sure was well, the you
2: can actually you can see the, the video of him uh, forgetting it because he was doing a, a live stream on his uh, youtube channel where he was debating last uh, the, the previous round where denmark had lost to zambia and at uh, some point during the live stream someone starts chatting to him from the team if you remember the lineup and he sort of Trying in panic to manage, but he he did.
0: That's a bad look.
2: Oh, you can just—it's all—it's all all that video. It's a well mixture of sad and entertaining. But uh, yeah, so no, that happened. Actually, it happened for a previous uh, captain twice during Olympia. But uh, of course, uh, not handing in the lineup is uh, somewhat of a cardinal sin in uh, as your role as captain, because that's more or less the only thing you formally have to do on behalf of the team, as far as I understand. Right and. uh, well, and we should specify
0: like usually you yeah, have five That's players amazing, and four okay. out of them play, so you just click on the names. Nowadays it's fairly easy to do. You have your yeah. log into chess results, you just click on the names. It used to be a bit tougher, you used to have to bring physically bring a sheet of paper somewhere. But now yeah, you just have to think of it. And if you don't do it in time, which here it was till ten AM in the morning, then your first four players play. So if you ah, okay. if you so forget and it's, like then it's one one till four. And, of course, that's a big mess if you had decided to, whatever, sit out, board two, let's say. And then your players prepared overnight. And then often it also involves oversleeping, so the players don't hear about it quickly. You wake up at 11 and you tell your players, oh, sorry, I forgot. Well, <clears throat> players will probably have checked online at but, 10.05, but you get you get the idea. It's, it's not something you want to do as team captain. And, and yeah, I'm I'm sure Sunneberg was unhappy about it. But I, I want to ask about Danish Danish chess federation. Are you still following it closely, or has your attention shifted?
2: No, no, I'm well aware of chess federation, but I think mainly he's just uh, comparing it with Germany and arguing that Germany has a lot of employees while Denmark doesn't. But uh, well, to be fair, I think he says that Germany has seven employees, we have none. I think Germany has. Uh, Fifteen times as many members as, as, as Denmark, so we are not really comparable entities in in that. How situation. many
0: does Denmark have? Uh, Germany used think, to be around a uh, hundred thousand. I guess federations have been losing.
2: Oh, I thought it was only sixty. Then we are around ah, like okay. four thousand, yeah. and we even below four thousand. So no, no. I think, well, uh, yeah, I, I think more Danish chess the federation suffers from uh, quality and the, the decisions rather than having professionals, but. Uh, we can also make uh, 10 special episodes about Danish chess if you feel like it. Uh, I'm ready. Could you start but, um, campaigning
0: for whatever Danish yeah. chess generation president? We need a campaign. No, no, <laughs>
2: no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, now the, the national team coach position, of course, is open, but I'm not going to campaign for that either. But no, it's a pity. While, for instance, for Germany, well, you're supposed to be a top team, but for Denmark actually had a very promising generation uh with the two two just European champions uh, when when took over as coach three and a half years ago, and we really thought that uh, well now was the time, but um, it hasn't really worked out. Uh, results has been 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 poor, uh, and uh, well that's disappointing. No, no doubt, no doubt,
0: no All right.
2: Silence. Of course, also Germany c- collecting the the Swanner brothers. Of course, uh, is also seen as uh, very unfriendly from your small is neighboring t- country. This was, to Danish citizens who are very talented,
0: they live in Germany and started playing chess in Germany. So I don't think it's that that black and white. But yeah, I
2: no, it's uh, probably it's, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm ah. trying to be entertaining. Uh, I, I mean, I understand them fully. I know even you have coached some of them. I mean, their their while their personal identity might be Danish. Their chess and identity is, is fully German. There's no doubt at that. It's just that uh, well. For us, they would make a massive, well, no, I mean, they would make a massive difference. There's no no doubt about that. But it's really not a complaint. It's just uh, we got a bit unlucky there. That, uh, that No, I know them different.
0: well. Also, the family. So, I don't want to speak too much on their identity. Um, very, very nice people. The is But, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah.
2: Just, just trying to, to, to make, make fun of you
0: guys. So,
2: so, uh, mm-hmm. so no, that. Denmark didn't do well. Lithuania did yeah. incredibly well. I mean, and that they uh, ruined both I mean, our tournaments. Yeah, was yeah, that's 10.
0: completely uh, shocking.
2: It's uh, super surprising to me. I mean, I'm not a lot in, in touch with Lithuanian chess, which probably explains their success. But that they should end up uh, as top ten is, uh, is quite, uh, quite, quite shocking. And uh, well, very popular in the country. Obviously, uh, my wife was supposed to pick them up in the airport, but uh, she, she unfortunately had a, a, another appointment but uh well that's a historic Which result for, for seconds, yeah? and, uh, the team 10th 10th they're the okay. t- top 10 yeah yeah and uh, i mean well they're barely professionals and uh i think the federation i think uh, on a good day they they might pay for their ticket and a double room but i mean training camp fees and stuff like this that's not how how it works um so i think i mean that is that is simply simply huge and uh, well i know the guys are, are a bit and uh, I'm very ha- happy for them and uh, well especially their board four, Kazakovsky who won the last three rounds um yeah I played him in the Lithuanian league uh, a couple of years ago uh, I had no idea who it was I thought okay I'm black against some some uh, uh, Lithuanian slash Belarusian I am let me try to sort of surprise a bit in the opening to to, to, to at least get a game and Oh, we got a game, and the best player won, but it it wasn't me. Let's put it like that. Uh, no, he was just uh, he was just much better than me
0: and uh, So, so I he crushed all good. of us. He crushed you. No, they, they... He crushed Collars with black for Germany, yeah, yeah. who was supposed uh, who was our big That's... scorer on board four. And then he defeated I don't know if it was Moritzi or Noi It was Maurizio. Yeah, yeah. Moritzi for France. Yeah. We will have nightmares.
1: Yeah,
2: I think on the previous. Olympia, maybe probably European Championship, he did well and finished his Grandmaster title. But now, now he he played well. But of course, well, board three, Poulter, Vichius did even uh, better and won a, a medal. But I don't know uh, why they put this. Oh, uh, uh, I played some
1: yeah. IM, uh, was I think uh, with, uh, with all you expect. We 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 ah, on yeah, the, yeah. the last board. I mean, at least in terms of mm-hmm. fighting and in terms of what I saw from his yes. games. So that was a team strategy, I guess. Uh, we are the same with Cornet. No, he rested I mean, against no. us. I think they had four guys uh,
0: around 2 five, thirty 30, but one a little higher. Yeah, but and then he, one he was, guy was I was playing both two and I yeah, played yeah. He was 2400 guys. Yeah. So, uh, I
2: don't know if national championships will uh, ah. sort of have some kind of uh, relevance. Sometimes you also have to qualify. And so, team. I mean, it uh, was so,
1: not to give him black because, I mean, he played white against me and he didn't even tie yeah. to... I mean, I didn't, I didn't have to try to get a game. I mean, the guy was going for it. It's clear that he, he mm-hmm. wanted to beat me. So uh, mm-hmm. that was a bit weird, but okay.
0: I have a broader question, yeah. no, mainly no, no. for Laurent, but maybe Peter also has thoughts. My feeling is that the general level in chess openings has risen so much. Because back in the days, even against 2500s, let's say, but certainly against IMs, People would have their favorite openings, which were often well not great, and you could, especially with white, try to find some holes. While now everybody just plays all the good stuff. Is it because because engines just give are so much more reliable, give the moves quickly? Is it because of all these courses and lessons out there? What's going on,
1: or am I just being paranoid, Laurent? How do you feel you about? I think you gave all the reasons. You gave all the reasons. Uh, I information so. I mean, is just, uh, amazing now. I mean, like, 20 years ago, I remember I to, like, I mean, to, to check a game, at had to wait the next day or, or whatever. No engine, no, no, no engine. And, uh, yeah, no, just, uh, you're right. I mean, like, people, they know what they are doing and they are preparing and, um, they have a, uh, they have strong, uh, engine, of course. And, uh, while it's tough. It's incredibly tough. Yeah. <laughs> because,
2: it, it's changed a lot. I mean, in, in, again, in me and Jan's heydays, twenty years ago, we could really kill people in the opening. This is impossible. I think. I mean, it's just gotten so much easier to have good openings. Well, uh, for a start, engines has become much better. Even well, I remember New in Chess Yearbook, uh, maybe ten years ago, I sometimes noted that the articles they had on theory was not that different from what I have been preparing for a world championship match. But of course. Nowadays, with, let's say, Neural Network and, and Leela and such, it becomes much easier to have a good repertoire. Basically, it shouts uh, a good repertoire to you. And, of course, also, well, people like Laurent, you know, they'll prepare a World Championship match, then they will do a course on on it afterwards, and you can just get all the info. It, it helps. Uh, so I think it's become very, very much, much easier. And, uh, well, you have to be a, a stronger player now. Yeah. It, it's, it's, Jan, so it's, Jan
0: it's
1: Jan who did that, that. come on, on the marshal. I mean, it's, I it's, did
0: it's, that four years after yeah. the match. <laughs>
1: yeah, I would do the same. Um,
0: no, I, and also I think a factor might be that the openings people used to love, like I don't know, <coughs> if you have your favorite, the the Marozzi, which is not such a bad a bad opening. Um, just picking a random one here. Often, if you play a secondary line there, now the computer will just say, yeah, it's plus one or it's plus zero eighty. Well, in the old days, the computer would give something, but you could always argue it doesn't understand, and if you make these moves, it changes. Well, now it's very hard to argue, and you don't want to play an opening where you're being yelled at minus one, even like a French sideline or something. It's it's really a different game. And I notice it very strongly that people, that even if you check their games, and they used to play a lot of, whatever, secondary openings, now it's 1e5, knight c 6 it's... Knight F6 E6 D5 against D4 combined with the Nimzo the occasional Grunfeld it's just all the all the tough stuff is out there and you don't see a lot of uh, Benonis you don't see a lot of Moderns if Magnus Carlsen is not playing like times have really changed
2: Yeah hmm. I agree uh, it's uh, was, we we managed to run
0: we, away in time Yeah We're crushing the game Peter we need to we need to maybe have this TCC structure where people are pl- forced to play a dodgy opening with both colors against each other. That's the only way we can still win an opening. Yeah,
2: we, we we will do well. We, well, we will do well in the on the crappy side. Yeah, we of can the prepare it. And, it. will be fun. And, yeah. that is true. No, I I like these things. I miss uh, preparing. Uh, just uh, well, this kind of winning without effort feeling that was really nice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was. I was. It was a lot of that, effort
0: but, to uh, win without effort, so, though. Yeah, like, it's just different effort.
2: That that is true. But no, I mean, for instance, I think uh, me and Jan, we had a training camp before your World Cup against uh, against play Rothstein. Play with, uh, yeah, yeah, this talented uh, Rothstein, right? And basically, we managed to prepare from move one until uh, yeah. No, that emergency. was first
0: of all thanks to you. That was amazing um, help, but also yeah. You had a fair probability to actually have these things happening, no? You would go for the yeah, yeah. semi-Slav mainline and you would have some idea and it would be very hard to play over the board. Just, yeah, it hasn't happened for a while.
2: It just, it doesn't happen anymore at all. I mean, well, when is the last time at top level you saw some very noticeable uh, novelty uh, and having sort of serious impact on the result no, of No, I'm game. sure it does it
0: happen like, the, I don't know, the Karuana and games that, with both colors, that interesting. Novelties, no?
2: Well, but now we are—it's it's interesting. I mean, at that.
0: Yes, yeah, to get a game, not to end like the game key. there. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: well, exactly. We think that's an aw- awesome novelty. Maybe now he's slightly better, and he gets to play chess. So while at that point, well, you also remember Aronian. Maybe sometimes in Vagansev would sure, win without yeah. playing against Sokolov now too. So it doesn't become a full uh, Sokolov appreciation uh, episode. But things like that will happen. While nowadays, uh, no, yeah. it just doesn't happen anymore. So.
0: Uh, It's very different times. Mm -hmm. We don't like it. Give us back the 2000s, (laughs) the early 2000s. A simpler time.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, the same when I played Bundesliga at some point I realized, okay, this guy's 200 points less than me. I cannot bust his uh, opening repertoire. I think I ended up playing uh, the London and got a slightly better position and tried to outplay him probably unsuccessfully. I mean, well, this is not how it used to be. You would basically be able to kill them based on better understanding of the opening. But uh, Understanding the opening is just one click away. These
0: yeah. No, it's that's especially a shame, a shame for us because our, our, link, our one skill it. has gotten completely neutralized. <laughs> it's now available no, to everybody I mean, at the push of a button.
2: I'm, well, we are selling it to others. And uh, I mean, probably the two of us should not really complain about. Uh, no. where. We I are very much like to complain. The, well, where I, I mean, <laughs> I <didn't> think... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. That's true. Sorry go ahead. No, no, that's so. That's that's yeah. Okay. I also want to have a a quick shout out to Hans. If I can do that, Uh, I met a listener in uh, in uh, in at the Olympiad Actually, he he even well, he simply volunteered and said that uh, he's listening. It's uh, Hans. He he's the owner of the DGT, and he gave me a a lift uh, for free to the playing hall from the, the delegates. So. I would now advertise his, his uh, company, but uh, it's nice to, p- to speak with uh, people who actually listen us, so and that is uh, mm. that is fun. I didn't. That was also another thing with the Olympic. Actually, quite some came and said that uh, you know, well, uh, we enjoy your podcast. So uh, thanks. No, I had much, the same sir.
0: experience. Just you were probably um friendly, while well, I, of course, uh, made a stupid joke to our friend Hans. I said, "Ah, so you're the one listener," and I ran away. But um <clears throat> No, very much appreciated if anybody's listening to these unstructured ramblings of a few chess husbands and Laurent Frassinet crushing it in the French Championship as we speak. Peter, I think we have to talk about the elections. We're already 15 minutes in. We haven't heard anything. So the FIDE elections <coughs> are over Dvorkovic. Team Dvorkovic won, which, yeah, I guess was expected also by... By your campaign, the margin was was very, very high. I, I'm sure you know the numbers: hundred fifty something to sixteen. Some
2: hundred fifty-seven mm-hmm. to sixteen. Which is more
0: than ninety percent. There were some correct some reactions, which I'm sure upset you. That I also found a little rough to read. Like the notion being, you will probably more, know more in detail. This shows that Russia is not isolated in the world while well, i was playing more of a neutral role here on this podcast on on the elections and so on um it was very very tough to read that that's how it was being used well my take was more it's Teamed volkovich he happens to be russian but he's um yeah shown in the chess world that he can get stuff done and has behaved decently and so on but of course that's being perceived as this shows where russia stands in the world i found it tough well,
2: I mean, you are quoting uh, Putin. I, I, I didn't know anymore. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, no, that—that's, uh, I think him and then Filatov. They both uh, stated that this shows that Russia is not isolated. That's, that's probably too strong. But of course, it is not to some extent. I mean, uh, as you—you you rightly pointed out, there were 16 countries voting for us. There is uh, 35 countries who have signed on government level that we should. Uh, fight Russian influence uh, in sports federations uh, with people with, with ties to Kremlin. And uh, well, obviously, more than half of those uh, didn't support us. So uh, the chess world is uh, is is quite different there. And uh, I get your point. I mean, uh, we wanted to talk a lot about ties to Russia and especially uh, Dvokovic ties to Kremlin, his uh, ties to the weapon industry, as pointed out by the the, the U.S. sanctioning Skolkovo on the second of, of August and uh, and such, but uh, well, the chess world is not interested in that. There's no no doubt about that. They they care about what he's done into chess, and um, well, it's clear that uh, among delegates who who has the decisive word, Waka, is incredibly popular. I mean, uh, for us, it felt like a, a pretty pretty closed family who was uh, who was very happy with the, the way things were, and for us to to get into that was was basically impossible. Uh, well, also we didn't have much to 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 offer, right? I mean, well, we had some people in me- meetings with with delegates, but uh, well, they were asking, "What? Well, what do you have to offer?" And well, we have nothing. We, I mean, as one of our guys said, well, he thought he could convince them that we had good values, but um, no one seemed very interested in in, in that. So uh, that was extremely difficult, uh, sort of in 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 the delegates' world. I mean. Well, in the outside world, and we got, uh, well, even if you look at the outside of chess world, we got a lot of uh, attention media-wise, for instance. And even within the chess world, we, we got quite some uh, as well, and many were sympathetic. But uh, in terms of putting it into getting votes, uh, the result was... Uh, but do you
0: feel amazing. you took a stand for something that was you felt was right and that it was worth your time? Or is it more disappointment that you didn't have, whatever, a sporting chance in the election? Mm.
2: No, a bit of both. But for me, well, I mean, for instance, Sutovsky uh, was was tweeting that uh, I'm I'm ruining my reputation. But I would say, on the contrary, I'm getting the reputation I would like. Uh, that uh, for me, it was very critical to oppose uh, what's happening and to to try and measure if we, we could, well, ideally find an alter- uh, sort of uh, a majority against it, but at least. Uh, give countries a chance to, to vote against it. Like, well, your own country, Germany, was some of those who supported us the most. Uh, for me, yes. I mean, my speech was about that we are no longer one family and that I stand by because also I don't want to be in a family with, with people who sits uh, on, let's say, a board of directors, with Shoigu and Peskov. That is unacceptable to me. Uh, they should not be leaders of FIDE. And I, I mean it deeply. I'm not. It's not a tactical ploy in order to attract votes, which obviously didn't work. It's because... I mean it, I think it's wrong, and I think it it harms our reputation, but also it's morally wrong. So, of course, it was about saying something that we felt uh, deeply, both of us and the whole team, but uh, that it has no chance was rather obvious to me, and, uh, well, uh, maybe less to to, to Andrew than to me, but uh, I think that's how it is, and, um, well, we tried our best, but you can see that Kasparov probably also tried our best. He has a much stronger name, he had a lot more money, and so on and so forth, and felt uh, considerably short, I mean, against yeah, Kiasan. I mean, we were up against Dvorkovic, who's was a course. stronger candidate. Well, of course it was hopeless. I mean, uh, I mean, well, we could hope a bit that uh, Dvorkovic get sanctions, but he didn't and such. But, well, also you see the whole system. In principle, there was five candidates. Uh, but it was pretty obvious that the others was, uh, I wouldn't say fake. Maybe some of them were, but, you know... You see that the, they fall back and says let's cooperate. Uh, uh, I mean, well, quietly resigns uh, on stage just before the elections and such. It's uh, for me, it's a it's a weird system and uh, well, chess. It's not really democratic. It's more autocratic that everybody sort of uh, position themselves towards the the president rather than that we have uh, that we are sort of divided by by views and there is simply no opposition in the chess world. that. I mean, well, that that you can clearly please. I, w- uh,
1: I would like to to add. Two things, uh, which I think... The first, I think, I agree with your point that it's not a... I mean, like, I was very annoyed for when I saw on Twitter uh, people bragging about this 90%, which, <coughs> in my opinion, I mean, shows there is a clear democratic problem in uh, in the election. It's, and you make 90%, it's not in the chess world. It's on uh, 200 delegates or something like that, which, uh, you know, I don't know how exactly it works, but... Uh, I mean, there is a clear problem. It's not normal to make uh, 90% even if you are a much better candidate than the other one. And the uh, second thing that I would like to point that this this podcast was not about uh, politics. We were we continuing, so, <laughs> so it's good just, just to show. Or maybe we are preparing your campaign for... <laughs> Today is the, the final episode. The campaign is
0: over. This is just a debrief.
1: Maybe the first one, no?
0: <laughs> no, we...
2: Well, I think this this podcast is about everything. I hope that for listeners, it's yeah. entertaining and interesting to hear about. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, i I mean, on a campaign level, I would be a bit more serious than I am here. But uh, I think it's a huge part of the chess world. And now we had elections, but uh, I'm sure we're going to discuss some chess politics uh, in upcoming uh, H- years. How about well. the? Let's see. Anyway, no, Jan, I, I
0: want to praise Peter for for a change because I've been mocking. ...a lot on this podcast, and I genuinely, mockingly, but also genuinely, I think disagree on some of the things you were campaigning with. But I think it's excellent that you found something that uh, you strongly believed in and then purchased it and took a stand instead of what is often criticized, also what people criticize about you, that, yeah, you're just sitting on the sidelines, tweeting, criticizing. But here... You, you actually did something, got involved. You might not have liked what you've seen, but I'm happy for you. And I, I think you should be be proud of, of what you did. Uh,
2: th- thanks a lot, and I am. I mean, well, you have, for instance, been critical of that uh, we were too much anti-Russia and too little concrete about what to do in the chess world. And, for instance, Nigel Short has afterwards criticized me for my choice of shirt uh, and, and such things. What like shirt did you wear? Good. This is important. The point is, I wore a I wore a polo.
0: Well, I think don't do a it. Get a navy suit. Get a clean white shirt. Have them dry clean once in a while. You're set for life. I am um, <laughs> I, I I do do actually have a
2: a, a suit. It's not that uh, I think, uh, and I'm pretty happy with my my clothes and white uh, and such. I don't, but I think the point is, it doesn't. I'm sure come Victoria out of that. agrees with me. I could have worn a suit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I said something genuinely
0: um, nice. It's back to bullying. Um, um, <laughs> no, but sorry. Make yeah,
2: a point. Yeah, yeah no, 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 that's good. My my point is that, well, you can say that we talk too much about this or about that and what we were of close. But, I mean, well, I sort of retorted to Knightley saying it, it would be more like me criticizing his strategy against Kasparov. Uh, I think his strategy was wrong, but he would have lost with a bunch anyway. And it's the same here. I mean, there was no good strategy. We, I mean, it's not like a game of chess. If you just play the right move, you win. No, I mean, we could have done whatever. We would have lost by a landslide to Arcadi anyway, because uh, the, the situation is incredibly asymmetrical. I mean, well, he's popular, but also he knows everybody. He has spent money on everybody for a while. And well, even, well, you could see there. I mean, Arcadi has a huge stand. He has a lot of uh, Russian employees who, who uh, treats people nicely. I mean, the evening before, before the votes, I mean, less than twelve hours before people have to put out ballots, Dvorakovic has a sponsored party in a in a sort of a, in a club nearby oh, for all the delegates. Why didn't we know
1: about this party, Léon? Well, we need we better sources. Yeah, but we're not because delegates. We're not there. We should. Uh, in uh, I, terms, I, think, I, I yeah. think I can get there. I think I can. With some
0: work, I can become the journalist.
1: Yeah, I mean, you are, you are, you are, are everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: I'm connected. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like well. I mean, this idea that we could compete was obvious, especially arriving in Chennai. We could see that, um, no, this is a a very close club and uh, they might smile to us, but they're not interested in us at all, with a few exceptions. And uh, nothing particularly wrong with that, but it becomes a very close system, but it's extremely hard to, I mean, you can see the only one who has beaten the system is Dvorkovic himself. And he did that with incredible state resources. Uh, also, once the system it, well, started crumbling I mean, a he bit, no, he ran on. against
0: Makropoulos, not against Iyushinov, and it wasn't, yeah. Well, exactly. wasn't backed he, by he, Russia. He, he
2: did stuff. it at mm. some point when they were extremely weak. He did it with yeah. massive resources. I mean, I think even uh, he was using Gazprom uh, private plane to fly around, and he had a bunch of money and a team and so on, and he won a, uh, a, a very close uh, competition, right? I mean, this idea that we we would stand a chance is obviously nonsense, and uh, it was pretty clear as, as things got around. But as you said, that uh, well, we actually we felt strongly for it, and uh, I think the choreography was there should be some kind of uh, opposition who would lose to Dvorkovic, so it looked f- for real. I mean, well, you saw some of the candidates who then dropped out, and uh, well, I think we ensured at least there was a a, a real choice, and that. Also, that there would be some debate about our ties to to Russia, it didn't uh, affect the outcome. But I think the the. Well, is a debate people. with Sutovsky. That... <laughs>
1: right.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna challenge yeah. him for another <laughs> debate. Though, in invite him. <laughs> let's see if he has time now. Yeah. I think. That, I mean, I'm uh, you know any time. No, uh, let's let's debate. Yeah, I, have let's have de- some,
1: as, yeah, I have some respect, and I would praise you for. For this, for, for going this well, campaigning, campaigning no. for lost cause, basically, which is uh, beautiful because. Yeah,
2: well, again, also, I want to point out it was not my decision that Boris Pulis was running. This was a decision he took yeah. without uh, having anything to do with me. So I decided to support a project yeah. rather to start it. That's and um maybe also a, a significant uh,
1: d- um, difference. To be, to be fair, I'm mainly disappointed uh, about my uh, appeal committee jobs, which you promised to me. So no, I'm happy. I played yeah, my
0: cards but, right. Like uh, Emil Dana we, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Emil,
1: Emil, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I, I apologize. <laughs> Sometimes I I spoke too fast. You know, like you know. Like. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm still a candidate.
2: Oh well, you can see that they have made quite made quite some promises. Now they have to create an extra advisory ah, board Advisory for,
1: for, um, for appeals committee. I
0: think advisory, advisory are my favorites. Who's advising? Yeah. Kramnik is advising now, no? He's he knows well, um,
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think after Dvorkovich was elected, he had to appoint two more vice uh, presidents. But I think the the sum of promises was bigger than the posts he had, so they spent a long time <laughs> deliberating internally who they should uh, who they should nominate. Uh, I think. Well, also you could see that everybody understood that uh, the presidential election was a foregone conclusion, so no one cared. But about all the secondary position, there was a lot going on. I mean, uh, for instance, China had a very efficient campaign that had Xi Yun, uh, uh elected as a, a vice president with the highest number of votes, despite for her not being there, actually, and such. So, I mean, there was a lot of uh, things going on. But for presidents, much less because of, uh, well, I think everybody
0: understood that uh, it was not going to be a sort of very close ballot. Yeah, fair enough. Um Uh, On a lighter note, I got a suggestion that we should have merchandise with T-shirts that say stop campaigning and such, which I think would be would be amazing. We can also have one. Emil, stop campaigning. Like uh, I would actually wear like a stop campaigning (laughs) 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 T-shirt.
1: That would be be Emil Emil and Dana we should have. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we can have. I mean, yeah,
0: like custom names.
2: no again. I mean that would that was a shirt shirt I should have been wearing. No.
1: Right? <laughs> no, 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 maybe not. But uh, they yeah. there should be.
0: It would be fun. That's
1: true. We should. That's a great idea. I agree. I fully agree with our logo of Chicken Chess Club. Let's. let's that's amazing. Let's
0: immortalize the mocking. No, that. that's uh, that's your catchphrase. You you created it. <laughs> that's not mocking you. I, I, I mean, understand. We should briefly cover. Before we come to an end here, the first round of the what's called FTX Crypto Cup in Miami, where Magnus Carlsen played chess yesterday at the time of recording against Anish Giri. And it was quite a match. Anish <coughs> Giri in the first game plays 1-E4. Magnus plays the modern G6, very provocative. But then they get an end game where Anish is better, somewhat better. And, okay, he simplifies, makes it a draw where I already thought maybe he could have done a little more. But the second game is the one to talk about. Some sharp Nidorf. Magnus sacrifices a piece like he's Michael Tal. He goes knight d5 for some open lines, <laughs> ed5, ed5, and then keeps attacking. But Anish, to his credit, and I think he's underrated as a defender, defends extremely well, makes a lot of good moves. Uh, Ma-
2: Magnus was Magnus was completely winning and well, that played completely very winning moves. But okay. Computer said yeah, like. I have a like stronger computer. 200.
0: Mine never got past zero zero. Like.
2: Okay. I mean, when he plays. F five it's a blunder. Rook takes G four is just a. W-
0: ah, okay. Cess, 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 My my nine. crappy um, desktop set is equal. Um. But yeah, yeah, Could could be. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, bishop bishop B seven wasn't anyway. great, but I think in a practical in a rapid game, Anish did defend very well.
2: Very But much then bad.
0: after he. Yeah, after Magnus made these mistakes with F5 and so on, Anish had a position that looked reasonably stable at up. No, of course, it's not easy to convert, but I decided to go for a perpetual there. And even as his biggest defender, usually, and as someone who, who wishes him well, I thought, ugh, you can't do that. And then he went on to, to lose that match, which was. Was a bit the writing was on the wall. no? after he gave draws two better positions, especially the second game, there he went on to lose game three and four. The
2: second one, I mean, is criminal because, well, a he's com- he's winning, but also b even if he's if it's fifty fifty, who's going to win? I mean, the swing would be heavily great for for him to to gamble. I mean, that that was a bad decision, and uh, well, he just got completely outplayed in the next two games. So I think. Uh, no, that that uh, I mean, that was very much chicken instincts. I mean, you understand that you
0: really, really should play on. No, I fully uh, understand what what happened as a as a fellow chicken, and I also know that deep down, in, down inside, you find reasons to justify it to you. You know, whatever. I have ten seconds, or oh, in this line, I'm actually losing. Let's go for the perpetual time is running out. But deep down inside, you know you were winning and you missed a big chance. I think we talked about this earlier, and it does it does affect your play in the next games. So yeah, he really hurt himself there.
1: Um, so should I Laurent. specify that it made me very happy? I mean the wall the wall the wall thing. I mean like <laughs> if I would have to write a scenario beforehand, I would probably write that one. I mean it could have been So more your your chess, chess your chess your thriller, your chess movie, would feature yeah, that no, scenario and having a like great it. position I like against Magnus. Yeah. yeah, having a great position, putting it, making a door, taking a door, and then losing the, the rest. I mean, that's just ha uh, I mean, <laughs> it's as good as it gets, yeah? I mean, just uh, against Magnus. I mean, I cannot, it's a, it's a damn well, scenario simply.
2: You're basically descri- describing Magnus' days. This happens, and then he tunes in and watches you yeah. playing some Armageddon chess as well. I think, I, I think you had a yeah, good day. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Well, it, I, I, su- I, su- I support Jan that this was, uh, well, it's maybe typical for, for Anish that there, I mean, is some potential, but it gets sort of messed up. But of course, uh, we will probably all, all look rather silly
0: against. Yeah, but
1: I mean, with a piece
2: up,
0: I would I would no be doubt. tempted
1: to play. But okay, maybe I'm. But
0: you're also not a proper chicken. You're uh, you would sit there and nod your head like bang our rook of eight and uh, look nervous but
1: energetic. <laughs> like <laughs> I, you, I, 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 would, I would probably lose at the end. I would blunder something. But uh, D- didn't you play. in a in a world rapid or blitz against Magnus? Uh, yeah, with repetition. repetition. It was in, in this e4 knight f6 e5 knight g8. And then add some repetition and, uh, okay, I thought, uh, I mean, fuck it, basically. I mean, okay, he just played, uh, knight f6, knight g8, so gave me two, two, two tempi. I'm not going, I'm not going to give him a door. Of course, five moves later, I was fighting desperately (laughs) for a door. I lost, obviously. Um, ah, that was a bit embarrassing, but okay, I felt like, okay, this is not, this is, uh, you know, sometimes (laughs) there is, uh, it's not pride above all, but I have my I have my pride. So no, I
0: has some pride yeah. and dignity. That's why he's wrong yeah. on the on this podcast. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I was invited here, but uh, <laughs> I'm 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 glad. Ah, you're, you're the social glue that keeps oh, this look- little group
0: <laughs> exactly. together. Exactly. Do we have to hit any other important topics? Oh, there is a question here: Is Mister. Dotry not funny in real life? We we got some backlash after Laurent outed him outed as being very him. unfunny in real life on the last episode. I don't know. Have we seen any evidence to the contrary, Peter? Mister Dodge is your boy. You no, you agree. guys are, are bantering it up on Twitter. How's the real life experience?
2: I I genuinely agree agree with Alain that no, I mean he gives a very professional appearance rather uh, than funny. I would say. So I, I actually side with Laurent here that, uh, I mean, Mr. Dodgy he sort of feels uh, annoyingly professional and competent when you meet him in re- uh, real life and uh, he's not just trying to have, make sense. I mean, competence
1: death. is a bit too much. I wouldn't endorse that, but... Uh, I was trying to yeah, annoy you there. And competence is... Successful. Uh, major, major what yelled out the,
0: the competence part at you? The Mr. Dodgy hat, the Mr. Dodgy shirt, the Mr. Dodgy pants or the Mr. Dodgy no. socks, which which were the ones but, screaming uh, competent?
2: No, I... I, I think it was at some point I told him uh, hi. and He said, "Sorry, bu- I'm busy working," and uh, he didn't talk to me. So, I mean, that 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 seemed very.
0: Wow, that's actually incredibly rude. You guys meet for the first time. He says, "Sorry, busy yeah. working."
2: No, the first the the first time he, he I, no no, it's clear that uh, I was just uh, interrupting because I thought you know well he's just having uh, fun, but on the contrary, he was actually well he might fall. I know have been filming when I just decided so. to bump in something like that. So... Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, I mean. So uh, my conclusion uh, is that he's not I mean, funny, but he's very friendly. So it's nice to meet him anyway. That's also nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. I agree. We we still need to figure yeah. out who no, no, his ghostwriters are, because clearly. While yeah.
1: <laughs> um, well, we, with Jan, with Jan, with you, Jan, true. it's exactly the opposite. Yeah, You're
0: saying I'm not funny. <laughs> no, uh, you are funny, on the but internet? you're not funny. Ah, yeah, that, that's also true. Ah, see, I take more offense than being called not funny. <laughs> well aware of not funny. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know you have a funny, oh. Thank you, thank you. Um, no, I agree. I yeah. agree.
1: Okay, good, good. What else do we have? Um, Chicken of the week, Laurent, tough choice for you this time? Howell, Howell. Ah, but, uh, I But Howell is kind of... <laughs> England <laughs> no. team, let's say England team. I mean, what, what is this? I mean, okay, you just, you can't stop a player. He has seven and a half out of eight. I mean, come on. He should play. Uh, it's a team event. He should play. So this is my English brothers, are the chickens of the week that nobody said anything. So the, 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 the team All is chickens them. because no one's to him. Yeah? Yeah, I'm friends with them. Oh. Actually. Mickey I Adams, mean. he can't give like yeah, a Death Society speech like no, really the, like the Troops. Them. I like them, but here, yeah, I mean, well, it was really insane. I mean, their decision, but okay. I mean, for me, okay, I don't know.
2: Tough
0: work. Peter, you and I just are chicken. are uncomfortable with chicken of the week, usually. Shall we just agree with law?
2: Well, I think, well, Geary is obvious, but I assume you will take him. And uh, then I can take the, all the delegates who was not uh, voting for us. Well, they probably had good reasons, but even so. No I, think, uh, no, I think, well, Giri and Howell is a, is a competition. No, Howell
0: was last week. No, we just didn't record. Um, I mean, his sitting out is a long time ago. Ah, okay. But yeah, yeah, I agree. It's tricky, yeah, yeah. although, once again, as oh. a chicken, I fully understand with the system. The idea to sit out, well, I think we fixed it. I think it's just total number of points. Um, who cares about rating performance? Everybody should yeah. play as many games as possible if you're doing well. There you go
2: yeah that's it strange no one has they, thought they about that they used to that do before. that no
0: but <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah, exactly. sorry sorry. I never expect good. any jokes
1: <laughs> no. No, no any closing thoughts Laurent you have semifinals tomorrow I have semifinals against uh, Baco ah, yeah. let's see I mean it's always it's a guy I played the most uh, official games against so i mean we know each other by heart we just had so many rapid matches so many matches so many classical games i was doing poorly at the start let's say from we played the first time in the french championship in 98 actually so that's like 24 years ago i mean that's just crazy i'm surprised it was that
0: that late actually are you guys aren't exactly the same age you didn't play in youth competitions sir
1: no, yeah, Now uh, well, no, we didn't play in the US okay. competition. He's two years, old, uh, younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so first time in 98 in this very same competition, French championship. So I was doing poly from, uh, uh late 90s to till 2010. And since then I'm on, uh, I'm on plus one in classical with a bunch, bunch of those. And in rapid is, is slightly winning, but it's, no disaster. So, I mean, he's a great player, uh, for many years, as they say. And, uh, uh yeah, it's going to be tough. I'm not, I'm not Magnus who can, uh, just, uh, beat him 2-0 in the World Cup. But actually, it was quarter final. So it was the last World Cup and uh, Bacro went to the quarter final. So that was an amazing performance and show how good he is in this, uh, in this match format. But-
2: Actually, this podcast will only be out in a couple of days. Maybe you can tell us the the opening secret you're playing. No, spring. it might
1: be out tomorrow morning. No,
0: like that's still.
1: Yeah, oh. no, let's still risky. I'm, I'm like in the first game, so I'm still actually I'm still thinking. Okay, but, Berlin. Um, uh, let's, see. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh-huh. I don't know. Let's see.
2: Okay. But your plan is to get him to tiebreaks. No, you're trying no. to you know kill would, before
1: that. I would hope to to. I mean, a draw as black would be good, I guess. And uh, with white, I'm trying mm-hmm. to... Uh, I will play because I don't think I have better chances. I, you know. Let's say if I make a draw, I think my chances are better in uh, the white games than in uh, in tiebreak, so I will do my best.
2: Of of course. I mean, if you can isolate it to one game, especially with white, I think the right strategy... And I'm black in the first game, low so low let's see. I still see. remember... I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, no, I mean, if you're white in the first game, yeah, it was maybe a different... Uh, now it's it's more yeah. more easy, of course. No, I remember that you beat him in the France team championship and I was very surprised because uh, I didn't think you were the stronger player, but you actually managed to outplay him very well. You see here, wow, I'm trying seems, to get your positive wipes. Uh,
1: so. No, it's very... Uh, okay, let's see. I mean, like, I played so many times yeah, and yeah. it was so close. I I played like four Armageddon against him. So I don't know. I mean, like, it's just so random all the time that uh, can go till, till uh, the late evening. That's for sure.
0: It's an interesting phenomenon. I honestly wish you the best. Which I think, Peter, we talked about this, or maybe you taught me about the concept, or maybe it was Magnus, I'm not sure, this so-called fear of sudden death. that Let's say you're white in the second game, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. often your your instinct, especially as a chicken, but even as, not as a chicken, will be to make a draw, so you still have a chance to win the match later, <laughs> even if it hurts your chances, and your chances would be better trying to win the match right there and then, at the risk of of also losing and having the match end, which, yeah, in chess happens a lot, but also in other sports oh, seems, to, think seems to be very common.
2: Well, there is this uh, Nobel Prize winner, that which I unfortunately have forgotten his name now, but he, he wrote a, a paper that basically sort of called it, well, I think, Sudden Death Aversion, and I think they talked about it in uh, American football. It's basically, well, you have this choice in the end to make a one-point conversion or go for two, and, uh, well, in number of points, one... One point conversion is, is better. And uh, then you assure extra time. But I think in extra time, you don't start with the ball and such. And then you more, I mean, your, your chances are only uh, 30% to win anyway. So then it makes more sense to gamble immediately. But the problem is that very often you will take this gamble where more than 50% of the time you would have lost immediately. And while it's good mathematically, it might make you feel bad afterwards. And people are reluctant to do it. And I think we see it a lot also in uh, in the World Cup. People will say it's a victory to have uh, made a 1-1 draw against a stronger player and then lose in tiebreak. Rather, they are trying to optimize getting through. I mean, well, the example of Lawrence would be typical. Let's say he's wide against Buckrow, and uh, he he would, I think that's pessimistically, but just to, to give an example. He thinks he has 40% chance of winning towards 60% chance of losing if he gambles hard. But he could also force a draw. Maybe it's better to gamble hard because your chances in tiebreak would be yeah. worse and people doesn't think like that they only see that they have 40% chance of winning and 60% chance of losing so we shouldn't gamble and uh, no i think that's that's a very important uh, strategic uh, part of these things but i think in chess we are just happy collecting a little bit of rating and saying oh i only lost in a rapid tie break even though it's the same and such but uh, well there's people like magnus who is capable of i mean well you saw for instance uh, he forced a draw uh, against kajakin in game 12 simply because he understood that his chances in rapid playoff is even better than playing
0: a single game with Rapid. Okay, so the, the draw
1: with Caruana so was think, more shocking you have
0: to be from p- that point of view. That's- yes and no. It, it was very interesting. He of thought course. his chances were better uh,
1: still, and I think, in rapid, probably, than in that game.
2: Well, I think Hen- Henrik said some Norwegian mathematician wrote them yeah. and confirmed that they were right. But it very much depends on your yeah, estimate in, in rapid. It also depends on your estimate of your emotional state at the time. I also remember that Caruana was thinking for some minutes before accepting a draw, which is pretty insane because his position is considerably worse, right? Um, so it, it's very interesting things, but normally people will just uh, take the easy route instead of calculating. But it's very well known. I mean, he was, uh, was probably well, short
1: because Caruana, because uh, it's not I'm offering a draw. It's kind of not something you are, you are hearing not, from it's Magnus. It's very professional about... Well, I mean, never um, has uh,
2: Karana did exactly, did, did exactly what people, what Short is telling people to do that. When people offer you, offer you a draw, you should, uh, your first question should be, why yeah. on earth are they doing that? Right. So he was figuring out if there was some reason, and he couldn't see it, and he took the draw. Um, and that was, uh, was, was pretty cool. But, well also, I mean, if you remember the, the Magnus Karana thing, for instance, Kasparov was tweeting that, uh, Magnus will lose because, uh, he seems completely out of emotional control. And, uh, well, I remember going to the game uh, to pick up Magnus and wondering, is Magnus going to be in very strange emotional thing, or is he going to be very stable? And he was incredibly stable. He didn't give a damn what, what Kramnik and, and Kasparov thought, and he, he knew exactly what he was doing.
1: Uh, and uh, I
2: wasn't aware of that, but when I saw that, I became very optimistic.
1: So, I, was very optimi- I, mean, I was very optimistic. Anyway, I'm boring. No, no,
0: not, not at all. Like, I think it's an interesting debate. I was just calculating... Laurent's chances of making (laughs) lunch—if we debate this for another hour—and my estimate was they're very low.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you. And we'll be back with on a regular schedule, more or less. No, we'll try to come out every Wednesday. So I don't know what. What do people say? Subscribe, rate, review, do all the good stuff you can do with podcasts, and see you guys soon. Get the T-shirt. Let's let's have Stop Campaigning T-shirts.
1: Bye, Bye Laurent. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.